You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last What up, what up, the Real Coach JB, man of the Slapdick Podcast coming at you on this fine holiday, Labor Day Monday, um, on YouTube, follow me, subscribe, hit the like button, join me. Um, the intro song somebody asked about, is, you know, that's my boy Spree and his daughter and uh, his uh, nephew. Um, Spree's on the track, his nephew's on the on the rap, and his daughter's the intro voice. So, um, so you know, that's who that was. Um. Title of this show, man, is Money Versus Wealth. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, I fucked you up. Accomplishment Versus Wealth, uh, as I'm looking at my damn uh, my ads. Um, accomplishment Versus Wealth, and I'm going to break it down as to, would you rather be accomplished in life or have wealth? And that's kind of what I'm going to break this show down into. And uh, and why the generations have fucking been so different as we change every decade or so as to why generation now has become so expectant of dependent, I should say, an instant gratification um, where we no longer uh, we no longer earn what we get. We want to fucking ask for handouts. And uh, I don't know. I think everyone would rather have wealth and money nowadays, the new generation, than actually being accomplished. But the quote I came up with last night, uh, it kind of fits that. But anyway, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Time of the year. Um, as you know, football season starts. Tonight you got Louisville and Ole Miss without Lane Kiffin. But the NFL starts this week. And... Teams are back on the gridiron. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest. The world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head on to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of the opening day super promo. Make a bet on this Thursday, September 9th. This Thursday, season opener between the Bucks and the Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting book needs. And bet online, your online sports book experts. So check it out. Um,. And say, JB sent you. Slap dicks in the house. Um, Mr. HD, what up? Static Major, what up? Um, I don't know who Ted Lasso is. But anyway, Chris Pugh, what up? I don't know who Daniel is. Um, um, 
Sorry, I'm doing a... Nah, I never heard of that. I never heard of uh, him. Pete, you said you couldn't hear me, dog. You got to get rid of Boost Mobile. Um, I hear that. I hear that, Chris. Good shit. What the hell? I got all kind of shit popping up on me, man. I don't have no idea what's going on here. Um. God damn, I don't know what's going on. All these people calling me. I got these haters, man, that are such a joke. This motherfucker hits me up on all my accounts. I got to block this motherfucker on every account. Cade M. Galt. <laughs> what a sad motherfucker. God damn. Motherfuckers don't have anything better to do in life. That shit is crazy. He said, I'm threatening him. He's going to post it all over. I said, good. You're still a big old fat bitch. If you have to fucking post my threats to you, calling you a bitch that I'll beat your ass, go ahead, you fucking idiot. The biggest low life. These cats have no life and they're so bad at it that they have to call you talking shit to you. So you talk shit to them and then they want to post it like some straight cunt. Like it's unbelievable to me. Anyway, um, yeah, he's some fucking joke, fat fuck. He said, come to Louisiana. <laughs> I said, I wish I could, but um, appreciate you guys being on YouTube, man. Fuck the haters. But you got to like them. They're your biggest fans. Um, I want to give a shout out to all my players that participated over the weekend, man. Last night, Jermaine Johnson showcased a great effort against Notre Dame. Um, and uh, balled out at two sacks, a couple tackles for losses. Uh, really played well, man, for Florida State. Um Calvin John, Calvin Jackson actually had nine catches for Washington State over the weekend. They lost, though, to Utah State. And Coy Dang plays for Cal Berkeley. Uh, he's a captain for Cal. And uh, they lost to Nevada. The Pac-12, man, had some really uh, ebb and flow, man, up and down. Um, really struggled. You know, UCLA beats LSU. And then you got Nevada beats Cal. Then you got K-State beats the shit out of Stanford. And then you got fucking Arizona gets beat by BYU. Like, SC struggles with San Jose State for three quarters. And then UCLA mob wops fucking LSU. So it's like it's an up and down deal. The, the league has struggled. Oregon State lost on the road to Purdue like I said they would. Then you have the ACC, which really has one good team. Virginia Tech looks much better this year. They beat North Carolina, who I thought was too highly ranked. Um, it's just, 
college football is watered down. Now, whatever your viewpoint may be about college football, it's watered down or it's a level playing field, whatever your perspective may be. But after Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, I'm just going to be honest. Maybe there's a surprise team this year. Maybe it could be a Virginia Tech. Maybe it could be a, a, I don't think Notre Dame's, I just think they're too fucking white on defense. I'm just telling you. I said it last night on social media. That shit blew up. You are have too many white kids on defense, Notre Dame. Some guy posted, well, the coach, the D coordinator is black, and I don't agree. I said, what the fuck does that have to do with the white players on defense trying to guard the fast black players, motherfucker? Shut the fuck up. You have no clue. Winners, coaches lose games. Players win games. You get mud stomped anytime you play fucking Alabama, Georgia, or Clemson. No, it's not, it's not, DK, it's not watered down due to the number of teams. The transfer portal has basically watered down college football to where now you have, look at all the, look at all the parody. It's college basketball in a nutshell. It's the one and dones in college basketball leveled out college basketball. So now you have like Florida Gulf Coast in the finals, uh, Gonzaga, you know, you get these teams that never would have been in the tournament past Kentucky, Duke, UCLA, you know, the powerhouse Syracuse, the powerhouse North Carolina, um, you know, UConn. You didn't get a lot of teams past those guys. Those were the guys. Now you got fucking Florida Gulf Coast and. You know, you get all these different, the VCUs of the world and all these different teams that are now in the tournament. Well, college football is turning to that. Appalachian State is six years removed from FCS. They're in this big-time D1 now, and they they are beating East Carolina. In my opinion, this shouldn't happen. I don't care if it's six years in. You know, you can win one year in. But that's still not my point I made the other day. Some guy asked that question. My point was Appalachian State is not fucking North Carolina, North Carolina State, South Carolina. They're not. So they shouldn't beat those teams budget-wise, resource-wise, size-wise, program uh, dexterity, traditionally. Like, this is the small school on the scale of the big-time Power 5 schools. You know, Appalachian State beat Michigan as an FCS school seven years ago. Um, so, you get all the commitments, the decommitments. You get the portal, transfer portal now. You got 2,000 kids in the transfer portal. You, they all can't go to schools. There's only 130 Division One schools or whatever. So, you're, 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 you're really watered down. So now JUCOs aren't getting the kids they used to get with the transfer portal. Right when around the time I resigned and left, transfer portal was already in effect, but wasn't it to the stage it is now? Um, I think the transfer portal has been a problem for the last three years. It's just making it worse, and uh, it's become reliant. Coaches aren't recruiting like they used to. Look at the. Players that played and balled out last night in or this weekend. Let's just look at the if you guys are football fans and fanatics, college football guys or whatever. Look at the college football games of the weekend. All right. Tell me who were the standout players for those programs. Like, tell me who who balled last night for Florida State. The safety and Jermaine Johnson, 
both transfers. Okay, just so we're clear. The quarterback at Notre Dame, transfer. The quarterback at fucking Georgia, USC, transfer. Look at all the players balling for these different programs and tell and you and tell me that college coaches have now are now relying on the portal and now it's becoming more of a you know, let's go get a portal kid that played somewhere. It's a grad transfer kid who can come here now. Now with COVID, you can fucking go wherever anyway. So now it's just open game. It's a free, it's just, to me, it's taken away the tradition. It's taken away the fucking, the the real, like, uh, root meaning of college football. To me, now it's like fucking free agency. It's professional football with kids. And, uh <sighs> It's just it's just crazy. Now you got, you know, the, the referee calls with the targeting. And then, you know, last week we did the whole Twitter war with the targeting videos I did and all that trauma that got happened. But last night you see Florida, you see Notre Dame hit the cue right in the fucking chin with the crown of his helmet. They don't even call it, look at it, nothing. It's just so inconsistent. That is literally to the letter, the war, the, the rule targeting and they don't even look at it but that target a receiver db all day like it's just to me it's just it's so fucking it's just weird um the way they they call it and how they define the shit so i don't know i I just think it's a it's it's really fucked up you know ucla not only beat LSU's ass on the field, they actually beat their ass in the marketing game. If you haven't been paying attention over the last two days since UCLA beat them, Ed Ogeron, good friend of mine, good dude, walking in the stadium, you know, being cocky and talking shit like egos that we all have as coaches, and as he should, in my opinion. He's the head coach at LSU. He won a national championship. I mean, that's going to be last forever. Um, I don't believe Ed's a great head football coach, but I do believe he had the best team two years ago when they won it. And now I think you see Ed being a head coach again. <laughs> I've already said that on, on Pat McAfee's show. LSU's back to being LSU, the fifth or sixth best team in that conference. Um, but UCLA... <laughs> Crowd talking shit to Ed. Ed walks in and basically tells him, all right, sissy blue shirts or whatever he said. And uh, they made a shirt and they 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 got it trademarked and they did it over the last two days. When you're a big money program like that, you can you can get shit done real fast. They've already selling the shirts in the, in the student store. They're online. And I think it's a. Uh, Whatever they he said, sissy baby blue or whatever he called it, sissy 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 uh, Bruin uh, blue or whatever he said. They basically used that what he said, and now they're making a shitload of money off LSU and Ed Ogeron. So, hey, you got beat twice last the other night. Um, Bama impressed again, blowing out a, a average to shitty looking Miami team again. Um, they haven't gotten better in my opinion. Um, Georgia looked very good. I thought Clemson still looks very good. Like to me, those three are the best teams in college football by far. It's not even close. Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson are the best three football teams in the college. And I believe Clemson will still be at the end of this thing. Mark my words. DJ is going to get it right. Southern California native quarterback for Clemson. 
Look at all the Southern California quarterbacks that balled out this past weekend. Bryce at Bama. Ohio State. Um, DJ plays it, starts for Clemson. He struggled a little. He, he's a rookie going against the number one defense in the country. Okay, just so we're clear. Miami's got dudes, Michael Beverly? Shit, show me who they are. I couldn't see any. Alabama swallowed them dudes up. Just so we're clear, Alabama's best few players on defense is from Miami. They're, are, they're from Miami, the city, Miami. Like, I know the safety's dad. Like, why don't you get the best players in your backyard? You losing them to, my, to Alabama, who you played first and got waxed by. Um, DJ played a few games last year and all that stuff, fine and dandy. But he didn't play Georgia game one, okay? He lost to a Notre Dame team that was decent, and then they smoked them when Trevor came back, obviously, which I called. But DJ, when you – just so everybody's clear, because see, all these pro – quarterback fucking ologists out here who think they know they've never played quarterback one. They never played high school quarterback. They never played college quarterback. They never played NFL quarterback, but they always comment on quarterback play. I get it on Twitter all the time. I get it on Instagram and I'm like, dude, have you played quarterback? So, well, the quarterback shouldn't have hung out the guy to dry. Well, shut the fuck up. You go up there, take a snap, drop back, read coverage, take on the defensive line who's going to the NFL, storming down your neck to try to kill you, and make a fucking accurate delivery. You go do that. And then when you do it, put show me on your resume that you've done it, and then comment. But if you've never fucking done it, shut the fuck up. You have no fucking idea what it takes to play the position, the hardest position of all sports, period, and the most pressurized position, the most rewarding, yet you are the GOAT if you lose, the hero if you win. There's no other position like it. Does the fucking, does anyone care about the DB in two days if he gave up a touchdown? No. Does anyone give a fuck about the running back fumbling the football in the first quarter? No. The quarterback has to go to class today as a winner or a loser of a major program, and there's nothing else like it. They get their dick sucked if they win. They're the fucking shitty devil if they lose, and that's it. There's no fucking gray area, man. It's result-oriented business. You win or you lose at that position, and you're the goat or the hero, period. By the goat, meaning the shitty, bad goat. Not the fucking greatest of all time goat. So, Oklahoma being ranked second in all the pollsters is unbelievable to me. They should have lost, number one, to fucking Tulane. Great coach, friend of mine. A good friend of mine, plus a great coach. Better person, Willie Fritz at Tulane. Should have beat Oklahoma. Their quarterback outplayed Rattler who I think is over, overpiped. Um, Oklahoma, again, proves that they should not be in the rankings every year. They get mollywopped right there with Notre Dame when it comes to playoffs. They can't beat the good old SC teams, the good Alabama teams, the Clemsons, or the fucking Georgias. Oklahoma's beat them, what, once? When have they beat a good team in the playoffs when it matters? What has Oklahoma done? In the BCS era, playoff era, nothing. So, I'm just trying to figure this out. Why Oklahoma and Notre Dame continue to be this highly ranked. It's fucking unbelievable. 
Um, Chris Pugh, man, I do owe you a signed bottle. I've been so swamped, dog. I gotta get first of all, I gotta get some bottles. I have no bottles on me right now, so I gotta get some from the distillery. Um, I'll get you some. I don't know. It's just been crazy. Um, but you know, Georgia Tech gets beat. Fucking KU barely beats an FCS school, uh, South Dakota or whatever. You got uh who else lost? Fucking Northern Northern Iowa almost beat Iowa State, who is ranked number seven in the country. <laughs> like, have you looked at the parity? It's not very good. Like, it's very evenly matched across the board after you get out of Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. Everybody else is free game. It's open. Look at Oregon. They got them ranked high. Oregon struggled with Fresno State. Like... Yeah, and then KU storms the field after they beat an FCS team. Why the fuck? They didn't win last year, did they? I don't know. But Washington lost to Montana. Like, dog, you can't tell me that the parity is not. How does UW, with those facilities, that stadium, on the Lake Washington, with the best, maybe top five college facility in the country, trust me, when Sark was there, they got all that shit put in. I used to go up there all the time with him. They are fucking amazing. Overlooking Lake Washington, one of the most gorgeous fucking scenes in college football. And you lose to fucking Montana? You got to be shitting me, Jimmy Lake. My tight end from Indy is at University of Washington, by the way. He's a freak. And how do you lose to Montana? Like, it don't fucking make sense, man. So, I don't know. Virginia Tech looked a lot better, beat North Carolina. Um, USC looked struggled against fucking San Jose State. San Jose State's better this year than they have been. They finished good. They had a good year last year. But you should never be in the fucking conversation with a USC team, ever. Fresno State shouldn't be in the conversation with an Oregon team, ever. Montana shouldn't ever be in a fucking conversation with a Power 5 football team. But they are. They beat Washington. You cannot fucking sit here and tell me that football is not pair now. It's a parody. It's fucking on a level playing field after the three top dogs. And maybe you'll find a fourth one this year. Who knows who it'll be? Maybe it'll be Virginia Tech or maybe, I don't know, North Carolina comes around. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, Maryland beats West Virginia. I think West Virginia looks shitty. I mean, I just don't think... uh, there's a lot of great teams out there. I think there's a few good teams um, after Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. So that's just it. Who watched first take today? Um, fuck me. You know what, man? I didn't even give my quote of the day off, dog. I just started talking and shit. Um, the title of this show, obviously, is uh, measurements or accomplishments versus wealth. And. I came up with a quote that I'm going to put in and I'll put it in the beginning of the show on, on the podcast. But the real measure of your wealth is how much you'd be worth if you lost all your fucking money. That is the true, to me, the true measure of wealth. And that's why this show is called Accomplishments Versus Wealth. And the real measure of your wealth is how much you'd be worth if you lost all your fucking money. Because 
that is the title of the show, and I'm going to get into. I'm just getting into my hot takes, but like, do you help folks that are always going to be remembering you for helping them, or do you just give somebody a hundred dollars because you got money and then they never remember you again? Do you rather have money, big money, or would you have rather accomplished some things that'll last forever in your life? See, like. I'm going to discuss the difference between do I want to be rich or do I want to have, do I want to be accomplished? I'd rather be accomplished. Money really does nothing for me. It, it, people say money creates problems. I do not agree with that. I believe money given to the right person or earned by the right person is the greatest thing in the world. If I had a shitload of money, the person that I am, I would be helping everyone I could, every type of entity I could use it the right way by the right people. So money is not bad. I don't people that say, "Oh, money's the root of all evil" is full of shit. They've never had money. I've had money at certain times when I had a little playing career money, and I didn't have billions of dollars, but I had you know make 10, 11, 20 grand a week is good fucking money to me. So a week, I mean, your 80 grand a month is not bad living, right? So people that say the money is the root of all evil just never had money. Let's just be real. See, if I have big money, I'm going to use it in the right way. Not necessarily pass it forward and all that old good old funny shit. But like, you know, what What do you base your life on? Like, it, it, what is your life basically on? Is it, do you judge? Like, what is your life judged on? What you base your life on? Do you base your life on money solving all things? Or do you base your life on, you know, outweighing uh, monetary fiscal success? Like, that's how I look at it. I, I've had other things. I think money, uh, I think money helps many situations, um, it don't help a father-child, mother-child relationship. I don't give a fuck what you say. Now, like I said, if you have money, it's good, but you can't just go out and cluck it off on your daughter or your son either because now they're enabled, and that's what's happened, I believe, in this world right now. But it don't help relationships. It don't help relationships between female and male or whatever male male female female nowadays it doesn't matter it doesn't help those situations um other than sexual um maybe sexually it might help whatever you hot and bothered in the beginning but money ain't gonna help long term so that ain't gonna do nothing you're going to fucking die off each other sooner or later. So it doesn't really fucking matter. You're going to be burnt out, tired, fucking argue, bitch and moan. It don't mean nothing. Um, it's not long term. Maybe in the now, the moment, but boredom follows. And then you spend money due to boredom. And then you're spending like fat people binge eat and alcoholics binge drink. That's what you end up doing with money. It doesn't matter how much you have. So you have to have the right person with money, in my opinion. But still, I'd rather be accomplished. And to me, accomplished means you have income, you make a good living, and you're comfortable, you can pay your bills, and you don't have fucking debt collectors and everybody after you. 
But helping folks last forever, in my opinion. Like, I got kids who played for me who are now CEOs and successful people. And these are hood human beings from the hood that I raised and mentored and coached. That's the greatest success in, in life, in my opinion. It's not that I'm rich. I, it's because I fucking touch somebody in a way that they can go make money and help other people down the line. It's not pass it forward like the fucking movie and all that shit. But what it is, it does do if you teach it the right way. Um, yeah, like Lucy on YouTube said, money with the right value system is right. It's a correct uh, terms, Lucy, to put it in your terms. That's good terms. But, you know... I got guys that made it to the NFL. I got guys that, you know, but I've never asked those kids for $1. I've never asked them for anything. And whether they want to help me or not, they don't have to ever. And that is not going to stop me from helping folks now or ever. I, I did stop being as giving as I once was, uh, like with my partners and acquaintances and homies. Let me make sure I'm clear with that. I have stopped being as giving um, because I used to be giving it fucking for everyone and anyone. And you know what it's done? It's enabled this new generation. And that's what we're doing, in my opinion. We've enabled these motherfuckers to a level where they accept it without having to earn it. Now you're giving them shit and they don't even say thank you. They don't say shit. They take it and then they don't understand how to pay it forward. And paying forward, paying it forward, in my opinion, is to respect earned, is respect given. And, you know, I had to, uh, you know, because they don't respect it, deserve it, nor do they give a fuck and pay back with it. They don't help any of the future people out. So pay it forward. I don't believe... You know, I do believe in helping people in the now. Um, the moment the chance comes and goes and lives in the now, not in the future, in my opinion. Um, you know, the future may never happen, in my opinion. So I'm not a pay it forward guy in a sense. I'm a pay it forward by my teachings and preachings. I'm not a pay it forward guy like the show or the movie or that whole thing when that started. Because you might not have a fucking tomorrow to fucking pay it forward. You might not have a future. You can get killed walking your fucking doggy. So my thing is respect earned, respect given. Um, you know, my thing is I just want to make sure that you teach these cats how to give a fuck and care and, and re appreciate what they get and go earn it. Because if without blood, sweat and tears and you're just giving shit handed to you, you have no fucking tough skin, no gall, no grind, no hustle, no means to how to go get an end. You have no re no recourse, no fucking something's going to hit you in the mouth and put a roadblock in front of your path of your goals and you're going to fucking crumble and cry and suck your teeth. And then you're going to make a left and you're going to quit. And you're going to fucking bow out. And that's what the fuck's happening um, nowadays. That's just what I see all the fucking time, all day, every day. And that's just what it is. Um, I think money helps situations. It's not the root of all evil if it's to the right person. And I just think money can help. But 
it can be it. It can hurt too. Let me put it in perspective. Accomplishments versus wealth. Okay, put a Bezos or a Elon Musk. Put these guys in 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 your shoe. Put put yourself in their shoes. All right. I see online and social media and all these different things about people bashing Elon Musk and Bezos and Amazon for having so much money and not curing hunger, for instance. That's a huge one. Why don't they cure hunger? World hunger they could end tomorrow. This is the generation now that I'm that we fucking live in. Then let me break this down. Okay. We have such an enabled instant gratification fucking world people that these are the same people. I see all these girls on Instagram, all these guys on Instagram. What's in their bios on their profiles? Have you guys looked really close at these people's bios on their social media tags and shit? What does it say on there? Does anyone know? I told you I run into fucking homeless cats with cell phones and has Venmo and Cash App and all this shit. All these people now on Instagram, they put their Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, whatever it may be in there. And they're, it's in their bio, Cash App me, uh, Venmo me, whatever it is. That's in their fucking, that's the first thing you see if you look at someone's bio. Then they fucking post it all the time. Or they, if you're a big, like, if you're a public, let's just for instance, my Instagram's verified. So I'll go on Instagram and I'll post something like a video that's, gonna, that's getting maybe 20,000 fucking views, right? You'll see these fucking shitbird fake people come on there and follow me for $5,000 or some stupid shit. Post this and I'll give you $5,000. Some dumb shit, right? They're trying to get traction and get followers and that's how they do it and that's how the SEO works with all the fucking analytics and all this different shit. And you see that all the time if you ever see some like verified people post things, you'll see these fucking fake people with no followers jump in there and start putting their things in there. Then you got to delete them and shit. But I see all the time these young cats are basically bashing Bezos and Elon Musk, who I can give two fucking squirts of piss about. I don't give a fuck about either one of them. Basically, Bezos got caught cheating on his wife, who basically started Amazon with him. So she got, what, $30 billion? So, you know, I've never paid for pussy. No offense, women. I've never paid for ass. But in essence, if you ever bought a girl fucking dinner or anything like that, you, you, you paid for it. So quit with the ego, men, all you fucking weirdo motherfuckers out there that I don't pay for pussy. Shut up. First of all, it's not even about it's not a dick measuring contest taking a fucking female out to dinner. I don't give a fuck. I'll pay for a female all day long. Not in a sexual sense, but I'm just saying. People say, I don't pay for it. Motherfucker, you actually have paid for more pussy than anyone I know because you take her to fucking Taco Bell every day and you still ain't fucked yet. But anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. Sorry, Lucy. So anyway, that's just a motherfucker I'm talking shit to on on, uh, on Instagram and who follows all my accounts because he's a fucking dick writer. But you do pay but with the reason I said I've never paid for it, 
is because I've never been the guy like a lot of my partners growing up have been. Do you know what my daddy used to tell me? He's like, JB, I'll pay for pussy in a heartbeat. I'm like, damn, for real? I'm like 20, 21. He's like, yeah, I don't pay for the actual pussy. I pay for them to leave. Now, women out here, listen, trust me. I'm not trying to bash y'all. I'm not sexist and none of that shit. I'm talking to men right now in a manly conversation. My daddy told me that at 21 years old. I pay them to leave. Women do it to men every day. They're fucking getting you to do whatever it is for you to leave. They don't want to be with your quick stroking ass and quick nutting ass. They clown you when you fucking bust too quick, men. So now I'm off topic, but what my point is, these motherfuckers are talking shit about Elon Musk and Bezos because they won't world they won't end world hunger because they're they both have enough money to do so. You guys are talking shit to two people who earn their billions. And now you want some of it for nothing. You want them to give you money for absolutely shit. You've done fucking nothing for it. And now you're mad at two people who earned it. And now you think you deserve it. Like that shit is fucking crazy to me. Like the girl that went on fans only or whatever that shit, only fans, whatever that shit is. The first, remember the first girl came out and one day she made like what? $2 million. And then they tried to block her and they tried to say that it was an employment, uh, unlawful employment gains because she was eating up the market and nobody else could make any money and all this old shit. That's the bitchness we live in. The society we live in. This girl went out and made $2 million in one day on OnlyFans, and she had nothing but haters come after her to get her banned from making her money because they couldn't do it. That's a you problem. Dog, everybody I see on social media on this phone who talks shit to me about they come into defense of all these different people is is blows my mind like these motherfuckers are <sighs> these guys are like unbelievable and they and they're strictly they really like oh sorry um i guess i can't this guy just this guy create look at this guy right here this guy created a tiktok and followed me and he has one follower. He just did that to talk shit on my TikTok. This guy's like, look at this fat fucking weirdo. He said he makes money off kids who he claims he cares about. Claims to help guys graduate community colleges, elementary school. I'm not so sure if he's a real elementary. Is that much harder? He can't even talk. Fake ass coach who makes money on guys who are not a starter ever in the NFL. Oh, my God. This guy's really fucking deranged. How do, how do you block the dude? Like this guy, I have to block this guy, Cade M. Galt. I've had to block him on like seven things. What a fucking weird fuck. Holy shit. I got some weirdo fucks, dude. Like, I, I don't understand it. You created an account to follow me. <laughs> Am I that fucking popular, dog? Like, god damn. Anyway, man, don't let that shit deter you. Remember, 
Remember, you have to love your fans. I mean, your haters because they're your biggest fans. But anyway, um, Lucy, you know this guy or something? This guy's a weirdo. Fuck, Lucy. I don't even know how women, how you guys live on a daily basis on social media because it's the shit that I get from women and guys. I can imagine how many weird fucking creepy fucks fuck with you guys. Holy shit. I can't even imagine, man. Guys are some creep fucks. Girls are creep fucks, too. Don't get it twisted. But uh, I'm sure women, man. You look good and shit? Oh, my goodness. I bet you get fucking... Oh, it's weird. Um, But anyway, these motherfuckers are bashing Bezos and, and fucking uh, Elon Musk because they won't end world hunger. Like, it is their fault we have world hunger. That is literally some of the shit I see from people on there. This instant gratification, self-fucking-enabled, these fucks that think that they're owed the world for doing nothing, being born. Like, motherfuckers, you haven't paid a light bill, and you're telling your mama how to what to buy you to eat? Motherfucker, you better eat what the fuck I put on this fucking table. That's the problem. But the parents won't stand up no more. They won't teach their kids. That's the. This is the way. They won't teach their kids to fucking say yes, sir, no, sir, fucking ma'am, thank you. They won't help anyone understand that the world may be better if you fucking understand how to pay it forward. But do it in the now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it in the now. Because tomorrow may not fucking happen. But anyway... These people that go on the social medias that are fucking. Who wants to help me get a fucking laptop today? Venmo me. Like nobody. Like she's shooting this out on social media to people she doesn't even know. To me, that is a huge. Just it's not even about having balls to do it no more. It is about just a blatant ass disrespectful like. You have no cooth. Like, you have no fucking gall. You have no shame. Like, I could never. I, I, I struggled in my life all the time. I, I'm going to. I struggle here and there all the time. Like, who don't struggle? But, like, I'm, I can never come to ask a motherfucker for myself for a dollar, a little less mortgage or this or that. I have asked a few people for a few things in my life. When I was down and out, I maybe have some people I knew that had a lot of money and I needed a loan for this or that. I've done that twice, I want to say, in my entire life. Now, besides asking my mother or father for here a few dollars here and there when I was younger, I'm talking about as a grown person. I've asked for something twice in my life, I believe, from someone I didn't No, I knew the person, but I'm saying from someone other than my mom or dad. And that was when I was fucking 10, right? So what I'm saying is, I just don't have, I, I, I feel shameful to ask somebody for something. I, I feel that, I feel embarrassed that a grown-up myself has to ask you for something. I would be so fucking ashamed of myself. Motherfuckers are on Twitter talking shit to billionaires who earn their right to be billionaires. <laughs> They are better than you in that regard. They figured it out and made their money. And uh, 
it, it, I don't know, man. You want to hand out a cash app and Venmo me, et cetera, is a fucking joke, man. But, you know, you want what these two earned for nothing is what blows my mind. And that's what people haven't thought of. You guys really don't think about that shit, do you? You guys don't really lo- look at it and be like, damn, that's real. These motherfuckers are just asking random folks to cash at me. For nothing. Like, what are you giving me to cash app you? Some head, motherfucker? What are you giving me? Like, I'm not just giving you money for no fucking reason. But there's motherfuckers out there that are paying these motherfuckers on social media for nothing. Just sugar daddies, whatever you want to call them, which blows my mind. I don't know. I don't get the whole sugar daddy process. But, uh, you crazy as hell if you think I'm giving your motherfucking ass money for a laptop. I ain't never met. You got me super fucked up. But that's what the fucking world we living in is. And motherfuckers is paying them. That is the cold part about it. Anyway, we got a soft ass instant gratification enabled ass fucking world we living in, man. That's the problem, though. Uh, you know, they have zero obligation to you or the world hunger crisis. Just so we're clear. Bezos and and. And fucking Elon Musk have zero obligation to you or the world's hunger crisis. Now, do they help or get? Uh, do they help people on their own? That's a different story. They could do what they fucking want. People talk shit. They don't get taxed. They don't do this. They whatever. It is what it is, dog. They're fucking like a percentage of the U.S. economy. Those two alone. They're like a big ass, like twenty percent of the whole U.S. economy. Just those two motherfuckers. <laughs> I would say they're made it. Now, it's financial. We're talking about fiscal, monetary means and, and success. Does it mean they've accomplished? Are they accomplished? Have they, have they touched folks in a way that, you know, is life lasting? I don't know. That's a personal thing they're going to have to deal with. That's not me. I know if I had a billion, well, I'm damn near a trillion dollars, you would see me helping every motherfucker I knew. But it's also not smart either, and it's probably a detriment of mine because I've been that giving my whole life. I give you my shirt off my back my whole life. I've given you anything I've ever had, even if I didn't have it. I gave it to somebody. I have slowed that down because I see how fucking it just enables these cats. It enables kids I coached. It enables partners I had. It enables coaches I had. And it they think they can do it and get away with it and not have to work for you again to get the shit and that's why it's triple down it's trickling every day it's getting worse because that's what we're doing to each other and to the younger cats we ain't teaching them no tough love we're not giving them the tough skin knowledge they need to succeed we're handing them venmo you don't see how fucking this social media takeover has softened America? I'm just telling you, the world, in my opinion, obesity is on the rise. Video games, social media, smartphones, we don't go out and play no more. People talk shit, and, and you see these people posting these things like, remember these days, and it has a kid drinking out the water hose? That shit is real, though, to me. <laughs> that shit is real shit. Like, we don't have that no more. Now you, you got to watch that, what's that? What's that one show Adam Sandler did when the little kids were like, Voss water. You want some Voss water or whatever the fuck it was, right? That is the kid. And that movie's 15 years old. That is the generation we got. The motherfuckers would never drink a water out of a water hose no more. People say, oh, that's just 
Why would they have to? They got Voss water. That's not the point. Yeah, grown-ups. That's not the point. The point is you don't have the uh, the nuts and guts to go drink out the motherfucking water. We used to love hose water. We used to fucking love hose water. Because you're out balling, playing, hooping, fucking playing hide-and-go-get it, fucking with the girls, whatever it may be, tag, whatever, hide and Fucking, we played everything outside, right? Until we had to beat your ass in, right? Whether it's the street life had to get you in or whether your daddy was going to beat your ass, right? Whatever it may be. We played under the street lights all the time. And you know what? Obesity level was at an all-time low. Motherfuckers still went in and did their fucking work. They had time frames. We knew when the fuck had to do what? Homework. Fucking chores. Play. Do that shit. You go out and play. Get in before the streetlights come on. Whatever your rules may have been. Um, I just argue we were in a better fucking place than we are right now where kids are on their phones and parents are buying these kids phones at five, seven, nine years old and they have mastered an iPhone by the time they're eight or nine and they're on every fucking app. You wonder why girls are faster than ever. You wonder why guys are shadier than ever, creepier than ever. They're on these motherfuckers at eight, nine, ten years old. They know what only fans, fans only, whatever that shit, Snapchat, all that shit. They're on that shit fucking seeing naked ass, dick, pussy, everything already. You wonder why they're disrespectful to women? Men and wonder why women are fast and self gratifying and want Venmo and apps and IG models and all this shit, sugar daddies. Man, we created this shit and nobody's stopping it. Nobody's stopping it. And we ain't, we're just continuing to enable it. But hey, fuck it, man. I'm just talking what was on my mind. But we're so enabled that we expect two motherfuckers to end world hunger. Like, I got into it with a female that says it's their fault. And I'm like, how the fuck is it their fault that we have world hunger? <laughs> well, they won't f- fix it. That's not their fault. And it's not, they don't have no obligation to do so. You are just an enabled self-gratification. You want self-instant gratification and expect a handout. And that's your mindset speaking subconsciously. You're telling yourself how you really feel. You want them to end world hunger and you want cash app to be handed to you on Instagram for doing nothing but looking cute, putting your titties out and getting in a swimsuit and posting Venmo me and these old creepy fucks do it. Those are the enablers. They just gave you an inch And now you're taking a foot and now you're taking a mile because these creep fucks are paying you. It goes for coaches allowing kids to play on Fridays and Saturdays when they miss practice or late to practice. They gave you an inch. Now you took a mile. It's the same fucking thing, man. It goes for everybody and everything we're due. And that's just real shit. And, uh, we got a soft-ass world, man. I'm just telling you. Handouts. Everybody wants a fucking handout. It's Besos and, and Must Fall. <laughs> 
And, and motherfuckers are like, they should end it. Dude, they earn that money. They should deserve to do what they want. Like, I want to flip the switch. If you had $500 billion, are you going to end world hunger, motherfucker? See, you don't know that, and you can't. Oh, yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. Shut up. You don't know what it is. You'll be buying Jordans, motherfucker. You dumb fucking enabled young fucks. You'll be buying fucking Jordans till the cows come home and cluck off all your motherfucking money on weed. Shut up. I'm tired of hearing that shit. I talk to these dumb, dumb motherfuckers every day. You know what? The coaches are even worse. The coaches are getting even worse on allowing the shit and not coaching it up. That's just being real. So, I'm just telling you. That's just my personal opinion. But, I don't know. Look at that. Nick Olson says he's a high school coach. Hey, kudos to you, Coach Olson. Appreciate what you do, man. Coach him up fucking hard. Love him harder. He said what I'm saying is real because he said he had a kid who missed three days of practice. He got two snaps the next game as a result. Well, there was a two more snaps than he would have got with me, coach. His ass wouldn't even have fucking suited up. Brother, coach, nothing against you, but let me ask you. That's 90% of your practice week. <laughs> you play Fridays, right? If he missed Monday through third, Wednesday, he's going to play practice one day, and you walk through and play Friday? So you're telling me he's going to play one practice one day Thursday and get some reps? Got me fucked up. He would have never suited up, and he would have been in the stands with the fans because he's now a fan. He's a spectator because he watched his teammates practice all fucking week. So you're going to watch the game, motherfucker, from the stands. Or take your bitch ass home. Take your bitch ass. Go on. Bye-bye. And your bitch ass mommy and daddy because that's what you have. And I hate calling kids boys bitches, but you call boys a bitch. Because it's more disrespectful than calling a woman a bitch. <laughs> it's really calling you out and saying, motherfucker, you have not a clue in life. Your parents have allowed it to happen. And you think it's okay. And I don't give a fuck how good you are. If more coaches realize that you're never too good for the program, you would have less transferring, less transfer portal, and more structure and more fucking grit and better humans if you fucking stood your ground. But no, you suck their dicks, you kiss their ass, beg them not to transfer, and guess what they do? They miss three days of practice, they fuck you, and then they still transfer. Why prostitute yourself if they're still going to go fuck someone else, bruh? <laughs> Why are you paying this hoe? If she's still going to go fuck someone else. I don't know. I'm just giving you some real shit. Um, sounds like a big you problem, man. So look. Uh, you know. First take was back on today on a holiday. Stephen A's bitch ass showed up. He's on the show. He has Michael Irvin come on. Let me break this down. Stephen A. Smith called in last week saying he couldn't show up to offer uh, Max Kellerman condolences or whatever you may see him leaving and, and, and offer him at least dap it up, hug him up, dog, give him a handshake. He was your fucking, to me, arguably better than you on your own show. But today he shows up brand new with dog. I'm just going to be honest. 
it's ironic how you show up today, but you couldn't show up Thursday. Like you were that fucking, come on. It's a joke. I knew his cowardly ass was going to be back on TV today after Max is now gone. But dog, (laughs) the show itself is the worst produced show and the biggest mockery I've ever seen on any fucking network. It was unbelievably shitty. They got Michael Irvin and him acting like they're coming out to box. Put the Rocky song on. These motherfuckers are coming. It's like a joke. Like, we're talking about sports, dog. You guys will never be Shaq, Charles, Kenny. And that's the number one show, motherfuckers. Let's make sure if you go into the ratings. Don't. Stephen A came out and said first takes the number one show might be the number one morning show. The number one overall sports show is on TNT and it's Shaq, Kenny and Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson. All four of them motherfuckers are legitimate and they make their shit go perfect. ESPN is a joke now and I just I only watch it because it's early. It's like five in the morning on the West Coast and I just I sleep with the TV on. And the dogs on their beds and underneath me on the floor. And I'm on this. I just turn the TV's always on. I can't sleep without the TV on. So any of you females out there that want to sleep in my bed, you know, the TV's going to be on. If it ain't, if you don't want it on, you got to go. I got another rooms and shit. But anyway, he shows up and fucking this motherfucker acts like nothing's wrong. He still don't give a shout out to. Max Kellerman. And I'm just like, damn, dog, that's fucked up. And then him and the Michael Irvin thing was a joke. I was just with Michael Irvin two, two weeks ago at a big function. And uh, and uh, I like Michael Irvin. I think he's, uh, I love him and the passion and shit, and he's a baller and all that. But that show, that shit is horrible. And so what Stephen A's going to do is bring on different motherfuckers every day or whatever. And, well, dog, in a debate. You're not a debater. You guys are just yelling. And Molly Quorum Rose, Jalen Rose's wife, cannot control the narrative at all. She's fucking horrible. And why is she still on the show? I have no idea. I have no idea. But it is what it is, man. Rusty, peace out, brother. Appreciate you. Um. So who 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 fucking knows, man? I don't know. It's just ironic to me. But the kids I've helped in my life, and then I'll continue to help, and the people I've helped and continue to help, outweighs monetary um, gratification. I don't care about the money. Um, money's good to have, and I don't believe it's the root of all evil. I believe if you have a lot of money, which most of us have not had, you would think differently. Because I've had a lot of money at certain times, and I was the same human being that I am today. I'm the same person. I've always been the same person. Kenny, happy Labor Day to everybody, too. Um, I'm actually going to wrap this show up. My cleaning lady's here, man, cleaning the house, and I got the dogs outside. It's like 100 fucking 10 here in L.A. Um, so the final take I got, man, listen, I'm not a Brian Kelly fan. All right, Notre Dame's head football coach. I'm not a fan. Never really been. I don't hate the guy, but I've never been a fan of him. Um, 
But let me be clear as to last night's post-game speech he gave when he mentioned that he wanted to execute his whole team. He's a football coach of his team that's in the locker room that obviously must like him to some degree because they understand what he said. And as a coach, I, I literally didn't even think twice about what he said. And 10 minutes later, it is a huge thing, and it's all over, and all these fucking media people who are soft, cancel culture fucks want him fired. Like that's So I posted it. I got ahead of it. I'm like, I'm sure all you fucks now want him fired, right? Like, you guys got to get out the house more, dog. Like, you got to get out the house. You got to get some dick. You got to get some pussy. You got to go fucking walk your dog. You got to go ride a bike. You got to go eat a donut. You got to go drink some diet water. I don't know what the fuck you got to do. But you got to stop with the fucking cancel culture shit. You got to stop with this soft bitch made shit. Dog, it doesn't make sense that this is all you live for. Your life is that fucked up where you got to jump in everyone else's lane and worry about what the fuck they say. Regardless of what you think about Brian Kelly, he helps more people than you and I probably do on an average basis. Well, that's what coaches do. When you're a coach, now when I was a coach, I obviously helped more motherfuckers than everyone in the world. Because it's junior college, number one. So it's the worst kids you can think of, or it's the most damaged goods kid that you're trying to rebuild and fix and help and get back on the, the, the big stage. Jermaine Johnson last night balled out for Florida State. He got his name instantly put on the NFL draft watch board. Instantly, on a limelight national coverage game, he went out and dominated the front seven of Notre Dame. I mean, the front five, six guys, tight end and, and back included. That's why I say front seven. Defense and offense, front seven. Notre Dame uses a lot of tight end, 21 personnel packages, 2012 personnel. They do a lot of different things. With, so Jermaine took on motherfuckers. He was wrong-arming shit. He was fucking spilling shit. He was taking on fucking cut blocks, hurtling dudes. He looked like the NFL dude I knew he was when I recruited and brought him to Independence. And he's put on a shitload of weight. Now he can play any position he wants, and he still can run. I think he's a little heavy, but that's just what it is. So, you know, it's fucking crazy, though, that they instantly go to, he's the worst now. He had a kid die in a filming tower a few years back, if you guys remember that. Now, everybody wants to equate what he said last night to that death of that kid who fell out of the tower in that windy-ass situation. How the fuck does that have anything to do with the price of tea in China? That's how fucking weak-minded motherfuckers are, though. See, people, my haters, they'll still talk about, ah, oh, you went 2-8 and eight on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got this. Motherfuckers, you're looking back at shit you can see from me because I'm a public figure and you watch me on TV. You don't know shit. We can't say nothing about you because we don't know what you do on a day-to-day -day basis or what you did two, three, four years ago. But it's probably I'm erring on the side that it, it's, it was not very good.
You probably don't help no one. You're probably worthless as tits on a boar hog. You do shit for nobody. You're some big old 600 pound fucking life motherfucker who don't help anyone do anything. And you just are so miserable, dog. You're a bullet to your head away from ending your own self fucking pity. And you have to jump into other motherfuckers' lanes. Because you really want to kill yourself. Because you're that fucking miserable. Like this Cade Galt guy who's stalking me on every fucking uh, platform I have. <laughs> Weird motherfucker, man. God damn. It's funny, though. I bet you that same motherfucker sees me in public and wants a picture. That's a fucking weird. That's how soft we are. But. Eric Squire, yes, sir. Sounds back up. Hey, I changed out a wire, man. It's worked two days in a row. So, hey, we'll see what happens. Shit. Mark Nellens, I appreciate you being a high-level member, brother. Um, but anyway, he made the comment, Brian Kelly, last night. He's taking heat for it. He probably has to apologize now and all this old shit. And uh, to me, it's just unbelievable, man, that this guy has to apologize for that. That's where we are now. It's like, holy fuck. We are soft, man. If you've never been a coach or a player in a locker room, you would never understand how the message was taken. So stop being so fucking soft. Just stop being so fucking soft, dog. That's all, that's all I, I care about in life right now. This is we're so soft. But it is what it is. So listen, who is take, paying attention to Dan Orlowski and how he thinks Clemson's offense is now shitty? I'm going to get right to that um, after I pay the bills with... Play action, play action pools. Exciting news. Our pod is slap dick pod is partnered with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport, sport we love most. You'll be able to get on all the action with PlayActionPools.com football pick em challenge, which is open to everyone. Sign up today for the contest. Believe football pick em, B-L-E-A-V football pick em at PlayActionPools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com. Sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivor pick them as well as cool sportsbook style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports needs. Go check it out. Um, it's actually pretty good shit. Yeah, so that's still there. Um, also, the Slapdick Podcast is also brought to you now by Balance 7. I don't know if you guys know. Um, if I've heard about former NBA player Lamar Odom maybe returning to professional basketball in Spain soon, that'll be fun to watch. Apparently, he's going to try out for Paul Gasol's team. He's been taking a new pod, uh, product he owes the credit to, Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH-balancing alkaline supplement drink. It's like vitamins or supplements in liquid form. One ounce a day, three times a day, and in a week, you'll see the effects. So... Hey, man, you get older like me, shit, you need some shit. So I've been trying it, and we're going to see the effects. It takes a few days, and uh, 
I've actually not really crashed off during the middle of the day like I have been. So we'll see. Maybe it's working. You can see how Balance 7 has helped. And right now, if you go to Balance7.com, that's Balance7, the number 7.com, and use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to fill the pH balancing drink. Go to work. And it doesn't taste nasty. Again, that's balance7.com. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. I did. It worked for him. It could work for you as well. Go check it out. Um, Yeah, I got to pay the bills, man. Shit. Yeah, you know, it's all this. It's all kind of shit that we're, you know, it's funny, man. I was talking to a realtor because I was thinking about selling my crib in Cali and moving to Texas only for the fact that it's centrally located and I do a lot of speaking engagements all over the country. And then I'm like, dude, Houston, Dallas, I don't know where, but it's two hour flight basically anywhere in the country where I'm here. It's six hours to New York, five to Hawaii. It's, it's just, it's, I got to go everywhere. It's a far ass drive, a flight for me from LA. Right. So I've been thinking about that. Plus with the dogs and, and everything, bigger land out there, less cost, bigger house and i'm like well fuck why 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 would i not sell here if i got some 200 grand in equity right so i'm like fuck it maybe i'll get ahead and bounce but so i don't know um but it's a trip my realtor is a brother a black dude i grew up with i know him good dude we're talking on the phone and we got another person on the phone who is a uh, a lender and this is real shit i was like well I need to see the master bedroom. And she's like, you can't say master no more. It's, it's now, what's it called? Prime or something? That's a real thing. Now, look, I'm not mad if it really was a racist thing. Okay, fuck it. So be it. Let's take it out. But I got a bunch of brothers I talk to that are my boys. Obviously, I don't know a lot of white folks. But they're like, dog, come on. I'm, I'm going to say master forever. That's what they're grained in in their life. Like, we're going to say master bedroom. Like, <laughs> But it's a trip that I was really corrected. Like, you can't say master no more. So you can't say master bedroom no more if you're around certain people. So I don't know, man. Whatever you want to call it. Progressive, whatever. If it's racist, well, fuck them. But if, it, if it's just because we're doing it just because, it's just more sad, solid, uh, soft shit. Anyway, Dan Orlowski, who cannot coach up the difference on a national network like ESPN um, the difference between zone and power read for the quarterback which if you're a coach or a player you understand there's a huge difference zone is more of a zone blocking scheme that means we're going to zone an area power is a gap scheme meaning we're going to down some people and pull somebody and we're going to play gap football it's a gap run game. Well, there's a huge difference in, in power read for the Q and zone read for the Q. Dan Orlowski played NFL quarterback, played at UConn, who's an announcer on ESPN. Can't, he don't know the difference. He fucked it up on ESPN. I filmed it one day and put it on Twitter and tagged him in it. Talk shit. But you're a paid dude making, at least he makes 500000 you would say, a year, right? At least, right? And this is who ESPN hires. Motherfuckers who can't even really coach up what they're talking about. They can't even teach the, 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 the normal public um, the difference between schemes. Like, at least give the public that's not football savvy 
the real information. He can't do it. Last night, he tweets out, Clemson's offense, I've been saying for years, is basically shitty. And I'm going to prove to you again that Dan Orlowski doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and just talks to hear himself talk and to get follows and like button hits. That's what these motherfuckers do. So Clemson's offense is shitty when they torch Ohio State for the last few years. Not last year, but for some for years, right? They put up fucking 50 on Alabama with Deshaun Watson. Were they shitty then? Dog, please. These motherfuckers don't tell the real. Like Dan Orlaski with that platform, if it was me, I'd be on there being like, you know what? Clemson has the same coordinator, the same scheme, and DJ didn't have a great night. Our offensive players didn't perform very well, and Georgia's very fucking good on defense. Their D-line, their front four is going to the NFL, you dumb fuck. You're playing a rookie quarterback with young receivers, new guys during a COVID. Not a lot of practice time. You guys are fucking atrocious announcers and understanding, getting the public to understand what you're saying. You're horrible teachers. You should be great teachers on ESPN if you're making that fucking much money. That's just my opinion. And it blows my mind, dog, that that's what you fucking get. And uh, I don't know, man. I really don't get it. This guy's a fucking joke. Dan Orlovsky's a fucking joke. And he, I just hit myself with the mic. He is saying that Clemson's scheme, he said scheme is horrible. Let me make sure you clear, Dan Orlovsky. Players win games, coaches lose them. Just so we're fucking clear. Clemson's players lost to better players last night in last night's game. I still think Clemson and Georgia are neck to neck. I think Georgia scored on a pick six. DJ made a bad read late. The guy jumped it and made a hell of a fucking NFL play, which he's going to be an NFL player. And that was their only score. Clemson did not allow a touchdown either. People don't realize. Like People are talking all this shit, but Clemson's defense is just as good. These are two powerhouse teams in college football with Alabama, and they're going to be there at the end. Dan Orlowski's a fucking idiot. Um, but anyway, who has talked about Naomi Osaka? Can you guys please get with this? I got to call it out, dog. I just call it like I see it. You know what I'm saying? I call it like I see it, and <laughs> dog, you killing me if you don't believe her post-match speech was the most dramatic fucking speech I've ever heard in my life. I had se- second-hand embarrassment for her, just like I did for Stephen A. Smith and Michael Irvin today on first take when they entered the fucking place. With Molly Quorum Rose. Like, I had secondhand embarrassment, dog. Ah, shit was funny as fuck. I was like, holy fuck. Not funny. It was like, I was embarrassed. Like, holy shit. But Naomi Osaka got on there with this dramatic speech. And 
I believe this is the generations that have changed and expectations to earn what you get is completely different than they were when I was growing up, when you were growing up. And then you get the argument of these people that say, well, look who's raising them. That's not who's raising them. I'm not raising the motherfuckers. <laughs> See, that's, that's the, so, can't, so am I the asshole or am I the motherfucker allowing this soft shit? I can't be both. That's what you motherfuckers are saying. It's the most ignorant shit I've ever heard. Well, your guys' generation's raising us. No, we're not. Motherfucker, because you know my ass ain't raising your bitch ass because your soft ass wouldn't be fucking doing what you're doing. Naomi Osaka is, first of all, she went to the fucking Olympics as a Japanese participant, right? Like, you got to pick and choose, dog. Listen, if that's where you're from, then you rep it. But don't rep U.S. Nine, 99 days out of the year, and then the 100th day, you're Japanese. It's a PR stunt, and it's all about fucking likes and followers, man. I'm just telling you, it ain't about no real shit. She's so mentally fucked up, then why is she playing? Why is she fucking playing? Like... Dog, it's the mental weak. It's not the mental health. I'm tired of hearing mental health is the crutch for every single fucking mentally weak person we have in America. It's not mental health. It's mental weakness. Mental health does exist. I do believe it exists in certain things. There is mental health. But mental health picks you. You don't pick fucking mental health. You don't wake up and say, uh, I think I'm going to fucking not play, participate in the Olympics. I'm going to think I'm going to let my team down after I flew all the way over here to fucking Tokyo. And I'm going to say, fuck you. I'm not going to play anyway. Because you wanted to write a book, motherfucker. You wanted to fucking, uh, you wanted, that was the Biles girl, right? She wanted this whole fucking thing to be about her. Biles and Naomi Osaka, to me, are two weak-minded fucks who want likes and follows and when in theory you have two minority females which should be very powerful humans right now at this stage in this this, this world we're living in you have a black and a black and japanese woman they should be fucking mentoring and advancing the black and minority women generations to come they're enabling them and creating them and teaching them how to be even fucking softer. How they should ex just, no, nah, don't, you don't have to work for shit. Let's go over there and do this and we'll get a fucking book deal out of it and make millions. Like, you're not teaching these young people shit. You know, on the show, they don't show, uh, they don't show a lot. I'll tell you, this is the first time I'm going to say what I'm going to say, uh, publicly and then I'm going to get off, um, for the day. I had a few players took a knee in Iowa um, for the national anthem. You didn't see it because I, I cussed their motherfucking asses out and had them stand up right away. So they were on a knee right when the national anthem. I turned around and motherfucked these two motherfuckers. They got up and listened. And <laughs> they played, all right, because there was no argument. There was nothing. They listened to, to daddy, me. And we're like, all right, these are my kids, by the way. I recruited them, and I'm not going to say who they were. But I'm going to say who told them to do it. And this is how fucked up we are. 
And this is why we need to coach it and not allow it. The next day, Sunday, after we beat the shit out of this shitty Iowa team, we come home and I'm in the, I call him into the office. This is all a true story. I swear on my daughter. I said, I want to know why. This was right when the Kaepernick thing was going on. All right. This is 2017. I said, I want to know why you took a knee. You both have 10 seconds to tell me. If you do not tell me your reason, I'm cutting you. Netflix wasn't there on Sunday, so they didn't get to see it. I didn't want to blast them out. I tried to avoid a lot of that. If you even understood what I had to deal with to get to not put cats on blast to be on that show. You would never even know how I even managed and coached all these motherfuckers. You would give me more credit than you probably do. Now, I'm not boasting or being cocky. I'm just telling you the truth. So, about four seconds in, they're like, Coach, Miss Pinker told us. <laughs> well, that was the black English teacher who wore pumps and seven different fucking weaves and fucking polka dot fucking dresses that look like hammered dog shit if you ever seen hammered dog shit you would see how fucked up she looked right so she wanted to do all this to be on camera well she was the fakest motherfucker on the show fyi that's why you didn't see her the next year because one thing about me is motherfuckers i'm going to be me I don't give a fuck about your cameras, your microphones, who the fuck you want to impress. I'm not impressed that you're filming me. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm going to be the realest motherfucker there is in the room at all times because I only care for those kids. I'm going to make sure those kids succeed whether we're on a fucking national televised show or not. I don't give a fuck about Netflix. They didn't pay me. I didn't give a fuck about, I didn't make a dollar off fucking Netflix. But you can argue that my name is fucking mud from their depiction of that show. You'd argue I'm blackballed from coaching, even though I've got a few offers here and there, but they're shit, you know, small stuff. I, she wanted her 15 minutes of fame, just like a lot of others did at that place. And I didn't give it to her because I didn't put anyone in her class the second year. If you notice, I'll tell you some more truth. You know she failed a bunch of black kids who she claims she's this super black power fucking enabled or, or pro-black person. She failed black kids like crazy. That's number one reason I didn't put nobody in her class. The only four kids she passed was Emmett Gooden, Bobby Bruce, KD, and uh, fuck, who was the other fourth person they fucking filmed? Malik Henry. Because they were on the show, ironically, and she was being filmed and they were highlighted on the show as kids to watch. So I'm giving you some real. But here's going back to the national anthem. I said, if it's anything other than. If it's anything that has to do with fucking Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to cut you as well. I don't want to hear Colin Kaepernick. I don't want to hear fucking any other reason. I want to know the real reason why you took a knee. Coach, Miss Pinker told us to. <laughs> so I, this is why I don't like her. I don't have any respect for her. I have no fucking. This is why people don't get it. Okay. I told him to. To stop being followers. Be some fucking leaders. Why don't you go find out the real truth about the national anthem? If it's a racist 
anthem, if you think the words are racist, whatever Miss Pinker told you, why don't you go do your own research? Come to me with your own ideology, your own what you stand for. And I wouldn't have tripped. I would have been understanding. But see, that's what's open communication, hands-on teaching is my philosophy, okay? That's kind of, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a democratic style, hands-on teacher with open communication. That's my coaching philosophy. So with open communication is you have conversations with these kids, uncomfortable ones, right? That allow these kids to cry on you like Raheem Boy did like Marquise King, like Carlos Thompson. You get these kids in there, Emmett Gooden, graduate him from high school at your college, by the way. That's what I did for him. He'll tell you that. Well, what, what the bottom line is, though, is you tell these kids, you're like, okay, so this black woman tells these black boys, young men, I should say, to take a knee because the national anthem is a racist, it's racist verbiage in there. This is her claim see i'm going to teach these black men that they need to fucking research and do their own research so they have their own conviction of the of their belief as to why they are when someone asked them why did you take a knee they can tell me because xyz they could not do that and i said you guys are just being more fucking followers dog you guys listen to a female that tells you to take a fucking knee because you and you just want to be cool and you want to be different on TV. I call Miss Pinkard and ask her to come to my office and I asked her why she told my kids to take a knee. She told me because the national anthem's racist. And I told her that That she she better not ever fucking tell one of my players again to do some shit without me my knowledge. Number one, well, obviously she got appalled and defend hurt and defensive, and she got and I got yelling at her kind, and she walked out and fucking we never got along again. But I told her I said you, a black woman teaching black men to instead of research and do their own due diligence to just listen to any old motherfucker's word for it. Is setting these kids up for failure and crippling them, not teaching them shit. You're teaching them to be late and it's okay to go to fucking work and be late and get fired. That's basically what you're fucking doing. And don't give me your pro black when you're fucking 90% of my team over by failing them. And then you pass four kids that are actually worse off and not as articulate or even work as hard as the other kids you're failing. And I had more black kids on the team. Well, anyway, they're all black kids. I had players come to me and say, coach, this Miss Pinker's fucking phony, phony as shit. These are D one transfer kids who are at schools like Alabama, Minnesota, fucking Kentucky already in classes at those levels. And are like, coach, she's horrible teacher and she's fucking me over. So that's why I had coaches in every class during class. Not only to watch the kids and make sure they're there on time and sitting in class, but I want to know how the teachers are. I burned that bridge with the teachers so you know year one when I called them all out for being shitty. And I called them out for, you know, when my kids are going to sit in the front row and act respectful and give you their all, you better give these motherfucking kids your all, motherfucker. 
So that's just what it is. And when I had a teacher tell me that Emmett Gooden was not going to pass his class because he couldn't take notes, and I said, well, until you fucking teach Richard Sherman how to catch the football, he ain't going to be an NFL Hall of Famer either, dumb motherfucker. That is what you fucking are here for. You're an instructor at a commuter college. You didn't turn down Notre Dame to be here, motherfucker. And that's exactly what I told him. And, of course, he was mad at me. And, of course, he would try to fail any kid I had after that, which is the shame of it all. If you cuss me out and call me every single thing in the book, I'm still not going to fuck over a kid. Even if it's your kid, if it's your student, I'm not going to disservice that kid because you don't like me or cuss me out. That is why we have enabled soft generations and we've created this because we take shit personal. It's not personal. It's business. My job was to get those kids tough skin toughened up and understand that they're going to probably work for a fucking dude with my skin tone and they're going to get fucked over and the police may fuck them over and they may get pulled over and they got to understand how to fucking learn how to fucking respect people's pri- uh, spaces and yes sir no sir and fucking be good humans you give a fuck what color you are you still could act accordingly and be fucking a positive human being for fucking people that are looking up to you how many people now look up to jermaine johnson after last night's florida state game do you fucking know how many small white black hispanic asian kids look up to jermaine johnson today Dog, hundreds of thousands probably. The state of Florida. He now has an obligation to walk the walk and talk the talk. And people are going to look up to him. If he goes out and fucking steals crab legs tomorrow and then fucking gets arrested, what does that say for not only him but for me? That's why my kids go on, graduate, don't get thrown in jail, and don't leave programs. Because I feel I've made it harder on them for me than they are when they go to the four-year school. And it proofs in the pudding. My resume speaks for itself. I haven't had it happen, but one time, and that happened last year, he got kicked out. And if you know who it was, you know. If not, then you don't. But I'm not going to say any names. I was devastated. It was my first kid. And that's just what it is. But the bottom line is, go do your due diligence. You could not tell me why you took a knee. That is a problem, and that's the true fucking pandemic and epidemic. But we want to use mental health as a crutch. It ain't mental health. It's mental weakness. You listen to a motherfucker, and you don't know anything about the truth. You just took their word for it. That's the problem today. Motherfuckers get on Twitter and tweet out some shit because they heard you did this. Motherfucker, you weren't there. You don't know. And shut the fuck up. Stay in your motherfucking lanes, people. Anyways, man, it's been a great one, man. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was named the starting uh, quarterback for the Texans. I was going to talk about it earlier. Um, People asked me those those things. Dude, he had to. They can't start Deshaun Watson or they would have traded him. Nobody wants Deshaun Watson. He has 40 fucking lawsuits going on. Who knows what the fuck's going on with him? I don't know. But Tyrod Taylor 
He got fucked last year by San Diego's trainers, by the way. Um, he's the starter. And he got named the starter. And Deshaun Watson's going to be on the 53-man roster. I just think that is a horrible environment to be in, man. The whole team has to feel like it has to be the most fucked up professional team in the league. They have to be... Something has to be going on. Like, how the fuck can you play there? And Deshaun Watson's at practice in meetings, and he's on your sideline, but can't play. And then you're starting Tyrod Taylor, a mediocre quarterback, okay? (laughs) But I thought Cam Newton was a top 32 quarterback, dog. Well, why the fuck you didn't sign them, dog? Why nobody signed them? NFL people know what the fuck's going on. Everyone out there that knows that, oh, Cam Newton's not a number 32 court. No, he's not. Or he would have been picked up by the fucking Raiders, the Cowboys, the Texans, the fucking Dolphins. Somebody needs, there's a few school uh, teams out there that needs quarterback. Everyone, so everybody's clear. Even the Carolina Panthers. <sighs> They can need a backup for Sam Darnold. There's an injury away, but nobody's even signed him as a backup. Man, all you motherfuckers know everything, but you really don't. Stay in your lane. Hey, man, love your haters. They're your biggest fans. Appreciate everybody coming on the show. And uh, remember, man, the real measure of your wealth is how much you'd be worth if you lost all your fucking money. Remember that shit. Hey, man, I don't got a lot of money. I just hustle and make ends meet. And if I died today, it wouldn't be money that's going to my daughter. It would just be the fucking facts and the truths and the things I've taught her. It would be this legacy I've left for all my former players, coaches, and friends. It's the shit I've given folks so they can hopefully give to others. That's all I give a fuck. It's my accomplishments that leave my legacy. It's not my wealth. My wealth is my accomplishments. Hey, man, I appreciate everybody there, man. I appreciate you guys. Much love, and you guys be safe. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Give me another guy. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you.